0: Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for this morning. Once again, Lord, even as we hear here, dedicating ourselves to a time of meditation. In your word, I pray, Father, that, Lord, from your word, I pray, Lord, you would speak to our hearts this morning. Lord, write your law in the tables of our heart by your Holy Spirit. Enable us, Lord, to believe the word that we hear, to be faithful and be committed to what that which has been entrusted into our hands. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would cause us to walk in your ways, even as we receive your word by faith. To that and I pray that you would anoint all of us in the speaking and the hearing of today's word. Thank you, Father. We praise you, we worship you, we give you glory. For in Jesus' name, Amen. The Bible says, <clears throat> he who is faithful in little things is also faithful in much. So little things matter to God. And this is one of the truths that we have to learn and practice every day of our lives little little things small small minute details that God uh, reiterates over and over again in our lives Uh, that is something which uh, we have to take into account every time and uh, you'll see this principle in the Bible in Galatians chapter 5 this is what's what it says in uh, Galatians chapter 5 verse 7 to 9 you ran well who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. And then it says, A very little leaven, what does it do? Leavens the whole, whole lump. And of course he's talking to the Galatians who've uh, gone, this, gone into this trap of legalism. And a little leaven. Legalism and carnality will just mess up the whole church and your whole life. Again, First Corinthians chapter 5, we'll look, look at this again. Uh, same principle in verse 6 onwards. Your glorying is not good. Do you not know that a, how much? A little leaven. Leavens the whole lump. Therefore, purge out the old leaven that you may be a new lump. Since you truly are unleavened. This is our reality in Christ Jesus. The moment we are in Christ Jesus, we are a new creation. So as we are new, what, what are we supposed to do? Purge out the old leaven. For indeed, Christ, our Passover, was sacrificed for us. So today this morning we look at one very little thing is what uh, we think about it, which looks very insignificant for us, but in the sight of God is huge. So let's read a few verses from the book of Judges, chapter 17. A very familiar passage to many of us. And let's read verses 1 to 7. Maybe one seven one eight. Not a big chapter. Judges chapter seventeen and verse one onwards. Now there was a man from the mountains of Ephraim, whose name was Micah. Okay, remember little eleven. Okay, so very sig- insignificant things. That's the reason why it says uh, in James chapter three, if I'm right, yes, where he says the tongue is like a little member in the body, but sets on course the whole way of life it's like the little rudder of a ship okay which is very small a very insig- insignificant but it turns the huge ship okay i mean that is one sight to behold have you seen a ship turning i mean, of course uh, samir is here he he knows ship that's one of the most incredible sights to behold is the turning of a ship it's almost like half a kilometer long and then what turns it is one little rudder It's huge. It's like what? 10,000 tons is a conservative number. I'm telling you, you, giving you an approximate 10,000 tons of weight. Okay. It's just turning with one small little rudder. Okay. So keep that in mind. There are little things in life which have huge impacts. Okay. One seed, one seed sown will not give you one fruit. It will give you a multitude of fruit. Okay. So whatever you sow, that's exactly what you'll reap. So keep that in mind. Hmm? Now, there was a man from the mountains of Ephraim, whose name was Micah. All right, sorry. Uh, yeah. So there was a man from the mountains of Ephraim, whose name was Micah. And he said to his mother, the 1100 shekels of silver that were taken from your, from you and on which you put a curse, even in my ears, okay. here is a silver with me. I took it. And his mother said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my son. Oh, it's, uh, <laughs> so she saved a lot of money. Okay. Mothers save a lot of money. Okay. They have put their money in their, in their popo dabba. No? In, you Remember that's aluminum dabba in your home. My mother used to do that. Nice. So much, so much. And so finally, it just become a large amount. Okay. And this lady, she saved 1100 shekels of silver. Now think about it. 10 shekels is an year's wage. Okay. How much? One year's wages, 10 shekels. How much did she save? 11 years of savings in her home. So mothers can save a lot of money here and there, here and there. They'll put off a little, 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 little. And by the time it's, by the time it's retirement, it's like 1100 shekels of silver. Okay. They're very wise. Okay. Very wise mothers. Okay. 1100 shekels of silver. That were taken from you on which you put a curse. Now she was, she had this money. Somebody stole it. She didn't know it was her son. No, and he said, curse that fellow. Who is that fellow? And she might have looked at Micah. That somebody took my money and started, you know, giving left, right, and center. And this fellow heard it in his ears. No, no, it's like this. No, uh, one Sunday school teacher. Uh, one uh, Sunday school teacher went up to a parent and she said, you know, there's one boy in our Sunday school. Boy is such a headache. He does this, he does this, he does this, and mother was like so upset. Oh, is it so? Who's that fellow? It's your son. And son, oh no, 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 my son, no. Immediately changed, right? And she started, she started cursing, and his mother said, may you be blessed of the Lord, my son. Immediately changed. Let's move on. Thus he returned uh, the silver to his mother, this mother, then his mother took 200 shekels of silver and gave them to the silversmith and he made it into a carved image and a molded image and they were in the house of Micah. The man Micah had a shrine and made an effort and household gods and he consecrated one of his sons to become his priest. In those days there was no king in Israel and everyone did that which was right in his own eyes. Now there was a young man from the from Bethlehem of Judah. Of the family of Judah, he was a Levite and was staying there. The man departed from the city of Bethlehem in Judah to stay wherever he could find a place. Then he came to the mountains of Ephraim, to the house of Micah, as he journeyed. And Micah said to him, where do you come from? So he said to him, I am a Levite from Bethlehem in Judah, and I'm on my way to find a place to stay. Micah said to him, dwell with me and be a father and a priest to me, and I will give you 10 shekels and silver per year." a suit of clothes and your sustenance. So 10 shekels per year is the year's salary and she saved 1100 shekels. Okay, can you imagine? Okay, that's what I'm saying. So the Levite went in. Then the Levite was content to dwell with the man and the young man became like one of his sons to him. So Micah consecrated the Levite and the young man became his priest and lived in the house of Micah. Then Micah said, Now I know that the Lord will be good to me <laughs> since I have a Levite as a priest. Remarkable, right? That's where the story ends. No, it doesn't end there. And you know, you, if you read your account in the book of Judges and you have this tribe of Dan coming and visiting Micah and he sees the Levite, what are you doing over here? And then, then everything happens and at the end of the story, this is Judges chapter 18, the last few verses. The name of the Levite is, is, is revealed over here. Judges chapter 18, verse 30. Then the children of Dan set up for themselves the carved image. Now it started in Micah's home. Where does it end now? This is small idol or rather a small shrine in Micah's home becomes an idol for an entire tribe. Okay, small things, big results, okay? Then the, the children of Dan set up for themselves the carved image that, and Jonathan, the son of Gershom, the son of Manasseh, and his sons, this is Jonathan, the, the name of the Levite, okay, were priests to the tribe of Dan and, until the day of the captivity of the house of Israel. So they, until the day of captivity, they did not give up their shrine. The Micah, Micah's, Micah's idol that was, uh, uh, installed in Micah's home, it became the household idol of uh, the tribe of Dan, and until the day of captivity, it was there. So they set up for themselves Micah's carved image, which he made. And look at this. All the time that the house of God was where? Was in Shiloh. The, the word for Shiloh is very interesting. It means a place of rest. Okay. Now look at, just let's observe this family for a minute. Okay. For, for a fam, this family for a minute. In this family, the Bible says that they made, that uh, she gave that silver to the silver, the founder. And the founder made a carved image. And a and a molded image. Okay, two images he, he made. Now the first commandment is the Bible says, and I mean if you read the, the Ten Commandments, thou shalt have no other gods other than me. So they broke command number commandment number one. Okay, second, second, thou shalt not have any carved image or graven image, etc. In any likeness, they broke the second commandment. Third commandment, thou shalt not take the la- name of the Lord thy God in vain. And if you look at this entire passage, you'll see at least four times the name of the Lord is mentioned. Along with the idols, so they broke the third commandment. The fourth commandment says you should honor the Sabbath. Okay, what is a Sabbath? That means you should come to the house of God, house of God, and it should be a place of rest on a day of rest. Seven, six days you shall work; seventh day you shall rest. So where should you go on the on on the on the sixth seventh day? Where should you go? Shiloh. Where did they Where did they stay? In their own home. Watching YouTube. Okay. Basically that's many believers. They say you know. I don't want to go to the house of the Lord. Uh, so they broke commandment number 4. Then uh, this fellow stole from his mother. Huh? Stole from his mother. Okay. That means he dishonored his father and mother. So they could be He broke commandment number 5. He stole. Commandment number 6. Okay. He lied. Commandment number 7. Now. In one small house. In one small house. All 7 commandments are broken. And they did not even step one step outside the house. What an achievement. It's incredible. Seven commandments are in the Bible. And James says if you have broken broken one commandment, you are guilty of breaking all. So they haven't stepped one step outside the home. All the commandments were broken where? In the home. So this gives me one of the most important and the fundamental truths in the Bible, which might seem very insignificant to our natural eye. But if you are spiritual people, we need to understand the natural man does not understand the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him. Let me tell you something. God, it's Proverbs chapter 25 and verse two says very, very important proverb. It is a glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of no God. To, to, to search it out, to search out a matter, matter, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the search of a, search out a matter is a glory of kings. To hide a matter is a glory of God. Now, where does God hide Himself? Is a question. You know where where God God hides Himself? Many times God hides Himself in little little things. For example, God hid Himself as a small child in Bethlehem and Judah. Did they recognize Him? No. Many times God hides himself in his servants. That is the reason why he says, touch not my anointing and do my prophets no harm. So it is, you, it is therefore, it is incumbent on the church, on the members of the congregation to recognize the anointing on a man of God. Okay. Follow me as I follow Christ, Paul says, right? It's important because he hides himself. God is a God who hides himself and he hides himself in insignificant little things. So look at this guy, look at this, this family over here. They broke all seven commandments and they did not leave their house one step outside the house. They did not go. What does it tell me? It tells me one very important truth. Very important truth. That the Christian life, Christian life primary starts in the very insignificant to us. It starts in the home. Where does it start? Let me show you a very important principle. Psalm 101 verses 1 to 4. Look at this. I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord. I will sing. Verse 2. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Okay? Oh, when will thou come unto me? And look at the next verse. Next point. I will walk where? Within my house with a perfect heart so where do where do i start in the house so let me tell you something where does honoring of god start in the house where does hearing from god start in the house where does prayer start in the house where does worship start in the house where does the reading of the word start in the house where does honoring of the word of god start in the house where see you cannot honor a person who's a man of god unless and until the children have learned to honor their father and mother in the home You cannot submit to authority that God has placed you under unless until you have learned to submit to the authority and that God has placed you in your home. That is the reason why it says Jesus went down along with them to Nazareth. And what was he? He was subject to them. It's remarkable, isn't it? That God who created the whole universe will never, ever, ever circumvent his own law. Impossible. He will come under the law. That's the reason why it says he was born of the woman. He was born under the law. And he fulfilled the law to the T. You see, it starts in the home. Okay. If your children cannot be asked to stay quiet and sit and do certain things for a long period of time in the home, they can, they will not sit and stay for a long time in the church. Simple. You see, so it's so, it's, 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 that's insignificant. I mean, at least to the, to the, to the natural eye, that is insignificant, right? It's in that insignificant details God hides himself. So the psalmist says, I don't know if it's, I'm not sure if it's David's psalm. Is it David's psalm? If you you can see it in the margin your Bible, Psalm 101. I will walk within my house with a what heart? With a perfect heart. And then it says, I will set what? No wicked thing before my eyes. So where does it start? Where? In my home? I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. Where? It starts in the home. I mean, I'm not... Judging anybody, you know, you go to visit to some, to some, people's house, the way they can keep the, the only way they can keep the children quiet is by showing them cartoon. They'll open up YouTube and everybody's glued to that, that bully First it came venditera. You know what venditera? No, large screen. Hmm? Then it became bully I means small screen. Then it came chittitera. Smaller screen. Thera, to buli thera, to chitti thera. So they, they have a watch also now. Each other screen. Watch, watch. You know, this is what, uh, ten, 10 inches by 10 inches. Not, not inches, sorry. 10 mm by 10 mm. 100 square millimeters. <laughs> that also they'll see with glued eyes, eyes glued. Just to keep them calm. They're addicted right from childhood. So what happens when they come to school? They also behave like cartoon. I told, I mean, I told, uh, I told parents, right? You watch Tom and Jerry. Frame number one, Tom is in this, in this side. Next frame, he's here. Next frame, he's there. And next frame, he's here. So he has to do this in 22 frames per second. So by the time he come to school, how old is he? He's vibrating like that. So you think you can st- sit and study and uh, learn? No, 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 it starts there in your home. You know this one important principle. I just put it down in my in my in my in my meditation. I said, "Great sins, innocent beginnings." Great sins, innocent beginnings. That's exactly what happened. If you look at the story of Micah, you will laugh. <laughs> look at how he's lying to his wife, to his mother, and the mother is like this. And every it's like a comedy show, but it's not a comedy show. It's not a comedy show. Mm-hmm. Great sins have small, innocent, innocuous beginnings. Where were they supposed to be? In Shiloh. Now what did they make? They made a small shrine. You know, like that one goody over here. garba gudi. They will do ting 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 puja. That's it. It's over for them. So the question is, where does it start? That is the question. That is the reason why I titled today's <laughs> meditation as, how is my home? <laughs> because it starts there. You see, if you see J- Judges chapter 17, the, the decadence is, is, is just exponential. It starts off with a small home and by the time Judges chapter, it's Judges chapter 21, the entire tribe of Benjamin is slaughtered by their own people. And 11 tribes swear not to give their children to the to the daughters of uh, to, the, to, the, to the Benjamites. So ab- ab- apparently, about about three hundred or six hundred men are left. Every el- everybody else is slaughtered, and everybody is weeping and wailing. How is this thing happened to our country, which was after God's own heart? We were brought out of Egypt with mighty signs and wonders and miracles, and how did we come to this? End? And you know, the the the, the, the Book of Judges says, "Think about what has happened." He says, "Bring it to mind and think about these things." And then they get this brilliant idea. Go and hide yourself in the bushes. (laughs) And whenever you see the daughters of Shiloh, catch them. What is this? The decadence of God's people. And where did it start? In the home. I remember, uh, if you were there last year when Pastor was just doing a series on the book of Judges. I think it starts with Othniel, right? Othniel? and you know he he made a very interesting statement he says the first thing when he wants to bring restoration in the kingdom kingdom of Israel he says he begins with the home Aksa and Othniel the brother of Caleb so it starts there you see the problem in the church and it's a problem in the problem is not in the church, the problem is in the home. Whatever you see outside, whatever is happening in your life, if you trace out the root of the problem, it will actually lead to your home. And the problem is, it's very difficult for us. It's traumatic for us to come to terms with the fact that the problem is my home. I'm not talking about anybody, it's, I'm talking to myself. It's traumatic. We, we, we do. You don't want to come to terms with that truth. And so, what do we do? We say, you know what? The Sunday school teacher is like that. The pastor is like that. Somebody else is like that. So that we 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 we, we create an alternate reality for ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's true, traumatic, but it's true. It's a fact. So it starts in the home. So let us see, analyze what is happening over there. Judges chapter seventeen. No. Now there was a man from the mountains of Ephraim whose name was what? What is the name? Micah. See, details are not just given just like that. You know what the word Micah means? Micah means who is like Yahweh. Who is like the Lord? Is what they sing everybody in the home. Okay. Who is like the Lord? There is no one strong and mighty. It means who is like the Lord. It not only means that the implication is Micah is the one who is like the Lord. In other words, So what is he? An imitator of Yahweh. But far from it now. Only Christian in name only. What is your name? Mary. But very contrary. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. You have Christian names. One of my wife's uh, colleagues name was Louise. And those days, the cab driver used to call her. He cannot pronounce Louise. He used to call her lousy. Lousy madam, lousy madam used to call her. she used to get really, really frustrated. Many Christians are like that. Name is Louis, but very lousy. You see? Understand this. So what's your name? Micah. Far from Micah. (laughs) Very, very far (laughs) from Micah. And then, look at this. And he said to his mother, Mama, you, you are cursing that fellow, no? Who stole your money? Me. It, one important realization, okay? mothers have a tremendous influence on their children. Tremendous. The Bible is replete. Tremendous influence. What do fathers give? Commands. What do mothers have? Oh, oh yeah. What do you, What should they have? Mothers have. If you if you actually read uh, the entire account of the Chronicles and the Kings, if with every king, you know who specifically mentioned his mother. <laughs> if her mother was an Ammonites. So a child will turn out to be an ammonite. You see that specifically it's mentioned. You, you have to read, it's very instructive. See the men, the mothers are mentioned. You go through the Bible and just type, you know, go to Bible Gateway and say, mother said, inverted commas, Google search or search. What mother said to their children, it's very instructive. Very instructive. I mean, it's very interesting, no? If you go to any place for last, like last week we went to this church, you know what, who's the majority in the congregation? Excuse me? Men? Women. Men, sorry. Men, the women. exactly. I wish it was men, but it was not. It's not. Generally it's not. It's very difficult to get a man, no? You have to break him, crush him for 40 years like Jacob and Esau, I'm sorry, and what is his name? Moses, and then he will come and say, it, oh, oh Lord, I want to know your ways now. That's what he will say. Very difficult. Women generally there, more easy to, I think, deal. So look at what it says. Proverbs 1, chapter 1, verses 8 to 9. Very instructive. Okay, please listen to this carefully. My son, hear the instruction of their father. So fathers shall have to give instructions. Step number 2, step number 1, step number 2, step number 3, repeat. And do not forsake the, what is that? So what should the mothers have? Law. They should have the law. No, question is, do the mothers have the law? <laughs> do they have a law? Or are they lawless? How can mothers have a law if they are lawless? How can mothers have a law if they don't submit to authority? It's impossible. It, you know, the Bible says about Abraham. I know Abraham that he's going to command his children after him to teach statutes and judgments to his children. And then it says, "For they shall be an ornament of grace unto your neck and chains uh, unto your head and chains about your neck." So, what is chains? Chains is like you know. Something which attracts people, right? So, what will make you commendable to God? If you have the law of your mother in your heart, look at it. Another, another place, the same. Uh, the results of it. Proverbs chapter six, verse twenty. Onwards, okay. My son, keep your father's commandment, and look at the next one, and do not forsake the word of your mother, law of your mother. Bind them continually upon your heart, and tie them around your neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee; when thou sleepest, it shall keep thee; and when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. And look at the next verse. I like this. The fathers are supposed to give commands, and what should the mother have? The law, right? Look at what it says. Commandment is lamp. Father's commandment. Law is light, and reproofs of instruction are what? Are the way of life. Way of life. To do what? To do what? To keep you from the evil woman. You know, can, if, if a, if a mother can go and tell her son. Son, let me tell you, as a mother I'm telling you, okay? Be very careful with women. Okay? Get a person, a woman who's, who really loves the Lord. Just, I mean, just imagine if all women go and instruct their sons especially. Hmm? Be Very careful with women, and you know when it comes from a woman. You know what the what some will say? Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Thank you, mom. Honest law. Look at this. She's not only does she should not only just have a law. She also should be an oracle. You know, you know, one of the famous, the most famous chapter in the book of Proverbs is for you, for any everybody, anybody. Excuse me. Thirty-one, right? Everybody like loves thirty-one. Now if the moment you think proverbs, thought thirty-one comes to your mind. Look at look at look at how it starts. Proverbs chapter thirty-one, the words of King Lemuel. Look at this. The next one, the prophecy. Ah, uh, that is mother taught him. You see, you see, mothers teaching. I mean, it actually comes very natural to, to the mothers. And if the mothers are maths teacher. I think they'll be, no, no, no kidding, you know Sundar Krishnan, right, one of the guys whom we all like, I mean, we listen to him a lot, his mother was the one who actually trained him right from the beginning, she was a brilliant mathematician, she came up with her career, and she, 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 she used to teach her child math, and that is the reason why he became President's Gold Medal from IIT Delhi, those days, and MIT. And he, you know, in one of his testimonies, he says, you know, my mother, right from the beginning, she taught me geometry and, and and algebra when I was a kid. Mothers, they can teach actually, can you, that is the influence because you know what, if I say mathematics and I give them, you know, the, they looks like very commanding and domineering, you know, but the, mothers have a very nice way of teaching, you know, they can put, mix it and it will little you, you know, you know, they will say, chanda mama, chanda mama, that thing will go into your mouth. <laughs> so that is how they teach. Right? Can you imagine if you teach math like that? Alberts only, for us. <laughs> and one story she will say, it will go into the mouth. Somehow. For fathers. Very difficult. Stick only. For mothers, they have a way of doing it, you see. That is the reason why Paul, when he actually writes to the Thessalonian church, he says, Like a mother who weaned our children, so we were among you gentle. Okay. The moment we say prophets, Ummah prophets, Elijah, Uddu, that's what we will think. But what does she teach? Prophecy. Who taught? King Lemuel's mother. Mother, mother, mother. And she says, what my son? What the son of my womb? What the son of my woes? I made a war for you. You are going to be my son. A son who is dedicated to the Lord. Look at what what she says. This is coming from a mother, right? (laughs) Therefore it it is really, really powerful. Give not thy strength unto who? "Women." Women, women, Women. The first thing. WWW. Wealth, wine, woman. So what do you have in www.internet.com? <laughs> you have wealth, called bitcom. You have wine, pleasure, and woman. So take care of three W's, she says. Give not thy strength to women, nor thy waste to that which destroys kings. Mother. It is not for kings who lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine. First woman, next wine. Now for princess, strong drink. You know that other translations will use the word uh, wine and beer. Okay, Don't become beer <laughs> What happens? Lest you drink, forget the law, pervert the judgment. What happens? You will be completely messed up in your life. You will mess up your mind. You will not be able to think straight. Oh, so Lemuel, I'm prophesying over you. Stay away from women. Stay away from wine. Stay away from strong drink. Otherwise, you will lose your strength. You will lose your sobriety. Man, would to God we have women like that in the church. Isn't that a challenge? This, that's what I'm saying, no? It starts in the home. This little person that I have, that you have given to me in my hands. The way I make him feed food. I mean, eat food. Let me somehow, God grant me the wisdom and the grace to be able to mentor my child so that I can teach him the law and the prophets. That's what she mothers are supposed to have. They should have the law and the prophets because Law and the prophets are fulfilled where? In whom? In Christ. So what should they what are they supposed to teach? Christ. That's exactly what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, <laughs> verse 5, about um Mr. Timothy, when I call to remembrance the genuine, the word, I, I love the way he's qualifying the faith. He's just not qualifying, he's not calling the faith. He's saying this genuine, the word is actually, uh, in the original, unhypocritical faith, which is unfeigned, which has, which has no pretense, which has no guile, the guileless faith in, you know, you know where it started? The origin for this faith started from your grandmother, Louise, who gave it to your mother, Eunice. And I'm persuaded it is also in you. That's exactly the reason why if you read Acts chapter 16 after Mark is gone. Mark is gone. Remember, you know, I want to show you something. Okay, Go to Acts chapter 15. It's remarkable, remarkable. Acts chapter 15. Last three verses. Okay, uh, let's read from verse 35 onwards, okay? 36 maybe. I love this. 36 Okay. Thank you. Paul and Barnabas also remained in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. Then after some days, Paul said to Barnabas, let us now go back and visit our brothers in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Okay, next verse. Now Barnabas was determined to take with him John called Mark. But Paul insisted, insisted that they should not take with them the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia, young man. Okay, and you know what? These, these these were senior people in the ministry, Paul and Barnabas. They wanted some young people, young blood in their in their in their team, and there was a young man, which he made uh, John had a lot of promise, and uh, but he was young, he couldn't take the pressure of the ministry, and he departed. Okay, then he says the one who had departed from them in Pamphylia and had not gone with them to the work. So Paul said, no, 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 no. The contention became so sharp that they parted one from another. Now look at this remarkable uh, 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 note that the Holy Spirit himself will actually write down. You know, This is what he says. And so Barnabas, uh, read everybody, took Mark and sailed to Cyprus. Anything else is mentioned along with it? Anything else is mentioned? Anything else is mentioned? Now look at the next one. What is Paul going to do? Next verse. Yeah, sorry. Thirty-nine is over. Thirty or forty onwards. Okay. <clears throat> Next verse. But Paul chose Silas and departed. How? Being commended by the brothers to the grace of God. No, is that mentioned about Barnabas? Commended by the brothers and to the grace of God. No. And he went through Syria and Cilicia strengthening the churches and chapter 16 was one then he came to derby and lystra and behold a certain disciple was there who's there not a believer a disciple named timothy so you see who made this disciple who made the disciple out of timothy you know there was one book uh, written by man of god it says "O timothy O timothy where art thou and I, I, I should, we should actually also rephrase, Oh, mothers who made Timothy, oh, mothers who made Timothy, where are thou? Hmm? Lewis and your mother Eunice, and I'm also persuaded it is in you also. And then he goes on to say, you know, we, we know the famous uh, verse in 3, uh, chapter 3, verse 16, no, second Timothy, it says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. But who taught Timothy the scriptures? Look at what it says again, chapter two, three, verse fifteen. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and has been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. From whom did you learn them? From your mother and your grandmother. And that from childhood you have known the what? The holy scriptures, which is able to make you wise unto salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. So both the law and the prophets have been taught by Eunice and Louis, and that came into Timothy's life. So where are the mothers? There's a question. Mothers have a tremendous influence. They, they can, with love, you know, if they, that's a, I think the power of, 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 uh, of a mother is to influence a child in a positive way. She can do it. And also in a negative, negative way too. She can do that as well. Look at what it, what it says in Genesis chapter 27. Verse 6. So, Rebekah spoke to Jacob. Her son saying, indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother saying, bring me game and make savory food for me that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. And what did she say now? No, no, let's go therefore and confront your father. No, no, therefore, my son, obey my voice. According to what I command you, do it. Go now to the flock, bring me. The two choice kids from the goats and I will make savory food. You see that? Then you shall take it to your father and eat it that he may bless you before his death. (laughs) Look at what is Jacob's answer. No, I like Jacob's answer. Jacob said to uh, Rebekah, his mother, Look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man. The idea is fantastic, but it's a problem. Jacob is Jacob, no? Period. Suddenly you will not become Israel unless God touches him. Hmm? The idea is fantastic, but there is a problem. What is the problem? I am a smooth-skinned fellow and Jacob is hairy. Perhaps my father will feel me. And next is remarkable. It shall, I shall seem to be a what? So the greatest thing about a deceiver is that he doesn't want to be known as a deceiver. That is Jacob. That's ultimate (laughs) as I don't want my father to think that I'm a deceiver. But what are you? you're a deceiver. Markable. That's the serpent, isn't it? The serpent's way. I shall bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. But his mother said, let that curse be upon my son. So look look at the influence the mother has. And 20 years of his life is gone. So Judges chapter 17, it starts with the mother. And his mother said, the eleven shekels of silver that were taken from you on which you put a curse even in my years. This lady was actually not worried about the loss of the money. You will see that money is an idol for her. You know what? In the moment she says, she put a curse and the son comes comes back and says, you know, I took the money. Blessed by the Lord, you are my son. You know, in other words, she's happy, that the money is there. But she's not heartbroken that the son stole it. Okay, I remember my childhood days, no? I got nice marks in my unit test exam. They gave me the result, so I took the result, and my mom keeps checking my bag every day. But that day, somehow I hit that result. Went and put it under the newspaper. There's a stack of newspaper, old newspaper, and I put it. I said, buried my problem. Praise God. And my friend came that day, the next day. And we were having, hi, shekha retla no? maths marks inka da? Oh, marks haven't come. No, auntie, yesterday only the marks came. Really? How much did he get? 100, auntie? Oh. I, my parents called me and I said what happened then I said no marks came I didn't want to show you the marks and I hid it under the you know what my parents actually that day you know what I said it's not what your marks the fact that you hid it from us that breaks our heart I remember Pastor James uh, in one of the Q&A's was saying the day when, you come, when your child comes and lies to you when you know that he's lying that should break your heart It's happening in the home, my dear brothers. So, a lifestyle of wickedness and lying and thieving and and hypocrisy, where is it starting? In the home. You're not going to confront yourself? What did you do? Was it not your money? What did you do to the money? How could you steal? Why can't you ask? It's like, you know, um, what's his name? Judas stealing from the pocket of Jesus. Little little, little little he was stealing one day he said, you know, oh, how how much if the if, if the if they could sell that money and sell that thing and give it to the poor, not because he cared for the poor, and just imagine if you have gone to Jesus Jesus mm, toward a ho gaya situation a month, mein. can I just take some money from me? Will Jesus say no will he say no? Why do you have to lie? Unless you are spending your money for something else which is not approved by God. Mm -hmm. Understand this. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 28 verse 24. Whoever robs his father or his mother and says it is no transgression, What is he? The same as a companion to who? To a destroyer. Oh my goodness. Son, you stole it from me. Do you know what it is? You are actually a friend of devil? You are not my son. You are the son of the devil. See, she's not heartbroken over the compromise of the son. What makes you happy? That your children are... Walking in the ways of the Lord, and their ways are pleasing to the Lord, or because they are successful and uh, they have compromised in, as far as the, the things of God are concerned, but in as far as the things of the world are concerned, they are very, very successful. What, what, what actually gives you pride? If you are truly a spiritual father or a spiritual mother, you know what we will say. You will be like Apostle John, Third John, Chapter Three of Third John. Oh, sorry, third, Chapter One of Third. There's only one chapter and verse two onwards, beloved. I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in good health just as your soul prospers period and after that all the prosperity gospel preachers have removed the next of the rest of the chapter. For them it ends there. Look at what it says, the next verse. I rejoiced greatly when brothers came and testified of the, what is in you? The truth that is in you. Just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. This is the sign of a genuine spiritual father. And if a spiritual father is not broken over the lives of his people, of his children, or of his congregation, he is not a spiritual father. See. Mm-hmm. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 about Paul. I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. Why? For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you. That is the reason why he says, you know what? Timothy is my one genuine son that I have in faith. Titus, the genuine son that I have in my faith, in faith. Genuine. Very few. Very few sons, my dear brothers. what makes you happy. You know that's the reason why deception starts in the home. Hiding starts in the home. Lying starts in the home. Pretend starts in the home. Same worship starts in the home. Prayer starts in the home. Reading of the Word of God starts in the home. Honouring of God's Word starts in the home. Honouring of relationship starts in the home. Compromise starts in the home. So that is in my house, my home. It's instructive. So if you actually look at your sp- our spiritual problem, I'm not just talking about you. I'm just including myself over here. When we look at our spiritual problems in our own lives, any relationship problem it may be, it could be a financial problem, it could be any problem. If you trace the root, you know where it is, where it will end. You know where it will end in the home. It's a fact. Remarkable. I'm just listening to some unbelievable stories. I mean, not, no, believable only now because recently I've just visited one family and uh, he got an email from a pastor in the, in the U S it's a mainline Methodist church, mainline Methodist church, John Wesley will be turning in his grave. You know what? There was an order from the higher or i mean the, the 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 board of directors or whatever it is that you have to accept a gay pastor in a methodist church so this pastor is coming he is known to be a gay pastor you have to accept him otherwise we'll take away your building and you have to pay 2 million dollars or whatever it is 2 million dollars and the entire church is gone they just hard. where did it start it started in the home if you trace out the problems of the nation, if you actually, you know, if you bifurcate and you know divide the problem, and you come to the root problem, if you do a root cause analysis (RCA), you know where it, where it will end, it will end in the home. I was writing something from uh, Derek Prince's teachings in in uh, from the Book of Romans. You know, it says that God gave them up to lusts first, right? Because they did not, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. So God gave them up to lusts. Second, it says, because they did not choose to honor God, God gave them up to wild passions. Their women exchanged natural passions and then the men followed. So how did, how did gay people come? Because who started? The women started. It's remarkable. It's a remarkable truth. You see the order. It started with a woman. I mean, this is, this is, you should see some of the videos online. It's unbelievable. It's a church where a woman takes her son, dresses her up in a, in in a, in a frock and he tells, you know what, right from today onwards, this my child doesn't say my son prefers to call herself or himself or whatever by such and such a name. Please honor the request of the mother.
1: It's unbelievable.
0: The women compromise and the men follow. I'm not, you actually can read it in Romans chapter 1 if you will. Just see that. The order is remarkable. Remarkable. Romans chapter 1. I want to show that to you. Yeah, for this reason, verse 26. For this reason, God gave them up to wild passions, for even their women exchange the natural use for what is against nature, and verse 27, likewise men it says. Am I right? Likewise also the men. Believing the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust. You know, the first lesbian song, Was composed in a in a in a in a place in Greek called the the word the primary word is lesbos or something from which we get the word lesbian. It's a fantastic song. You know what they do? They hide the debauchery and the sin in art, in art forms, and they beautify it. It's happening. And who started it? The woman. You see? See, that is the reason why when we trace our problems, we have to be really, and it's, 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 something which we all are, we all, we all, you know, if we are not, we are not, uh, doing any finger pointing, we should say, Lord, where did we mess up? Where did we go wrong? The nation got messed up because the problem started in the home. The problem is, we drag all our problems because to our workplace, you know why? Because we have problems in our, in our home. In, 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 uh, the fact of the matter is the world doesn't care about your home. Does it? No, it doesn't. Does it care about your home? No. When one of the things that you see, even in our own generation, mother and father cannot sit for a few minutes in the church and listen to the word. What will children do? Hmm? If the mother and the father are not interested in the word of God, how can children be interested in the word of God? If the mother and father do not worship genuinely and cry out to God, why will children? If the mother and father do not fast, why will the children fast? Hmm. Look at that is the reason why, how is your home? Look at what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 6. This is the reason why when God says, you know, you're, you're entering into the promised land, the beginning of the instructions, this is Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 onwards, okay? This is Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4 onwards, when he's beginning to instruct his children, the children who are going to inherit the promised land. This is what he says. Hear, O Israel, verse 4 onwards. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And that is the reason why Jesus commends that lawyer. He says, what do you think is the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, this is the greatest commandment here, O Israel. The Lord your God is the Lord is one. In Telugu, it's very interesting. Ni Prabhuena Yehovah Advitiya Prabhu. Meaning, there is no second to this Lord. He has to be primary and the first in your life. There should be the primacy of the person of Jesus Christ in your home. The primacy of the word of God in your home. And the primacy of the leading of the Holy Spirit in your home. The primacy. And that has to be the passion of the man and the woman in the home. Feeding themselves every day, early in the morning, in the word of God. It starts there. Being lost in the word of God.
1: You should be passionate for the word.
0: You see, no teacher can influence his students unless and until he is passionate about his subject. It's impossible. It's impossible. I mean, I I, I remember um, this was like uh, 2009 or 10. We had a robotics camp. We had a camp. We invite all the all the uh, students from all around the country, from all the premier institu- institutions. We have people from IIT Delhi, all the j- janta, the undergraduate students for a summer camp which which happens for about 10 days, uh, teaching them some simple uh, robotic problems and trying to solve them and first to create a general awareness and interest in uh, problems so that we can have potential students later on <laughs> who would be interested in the subject, right? So they can work with us and <laughs> they let the research continue. Huh? The next generation has to be and uh, we are also very c- careful, no? Uh, the things that you have heard from me, pass it on to the next generation, so. So we do it. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it, no? The first class, after I got really crazy about robotics, uh, inter- not robotics per se, but uh, about control theory, I was so, so gung-ho about it, okay? This was like the first lecture I gave to the bunch of all top engineers from the country. So undergrad students, albeit. <laughs> about 100 people, okay? The lecture was over. Because I was so passionate about it, it 50, after the lecture was over, 15 students in a line outside my office. Why? Because I was just passionate about my work. My work. And I'm showing what I was doing. That's it. And if you're not passionate, why will your children be passionate about what you're doing? Understand that. you shall love the lord your god with all of your heart that is should uh, in, a, in other words there should be absolute passion for you so that you will be able to mentor the next generation if you're not passionate about worship you're not passionate about the word you're not passionate about listening to instructions <coughs> especially when it comes from your local church it is incumbent upon you to listen to it i'm not making a law i'm not making a law i'm saying do you really love instruction you you cannot you cannot make it into a law you see It will only take you thus far. The law of the Lord should be written in your hearts. That is the reason it says, you shall love the Lord first with all of your what? Heart. That is the reason why the heart of the problem is the problem of the heart. Mm -hmm. Because what is the whole purpose of instruction? What is the whole purpose of instruction? 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. Now the purpose of the commandment is what? Love. Love, 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 from a pure heart, from a good conscience, from a sincere faith. The three pillars upon which the love has to stand, not in emotions. From a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from a faith which has been trained by the word of God. Mm-hmm. Why do we come together as believers? Why do we come to be, uh, as believers for the instruction of the word? Why? Look at what it says in Hebrews chapter 10. Let us n- consider one another, let us consider or spur ourselves in, in order to stir up what? Stir up what? Love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Slate, let, let me tell you something. This is what I'm, t- I'm telling you, right? God hides himself in the church. Where does he hide himself? Hide in the church, in instruction. So it might look, look very innocuous to you, very simple to you, very mundane and very not very attractive to you because it says it's it pleased God through the foolishness of preaching to save those who are lost. But what do you do? You come to the instruction of the Word of God. Why? Because you'll be stirred by the preaching of the Word to love God. Hmm? And what should be the benediction? When the, when the father, uh, sorry, when the pastor gives you a blessing, he, this is, this should be the benediction. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm not making a law. Look at, this should be the benediction. Look at, this is Second Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 5. Look at what Paul gives a blessing to the Thessalonian church. He says, now may the Lord direct your hearts where? Into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. And therefore he says, love not the world, nor the things in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Because they're all love stealers. They're all vying for your affections, my dear brothers. That's what be heard, right? You cannot have God and you cannot have Dagon. You know what Dagon means? Fish. Fish God.
1: The source of life for the people there.
0: You cannot have both. And it is much more important for us to take these instructions very seriously. The last days, you know why? The warning for the last days church is this. Matthew chapter 24 verse 12. And because what? Lawlessness will abound. What happens to the love? The love of a very few will grow cold. No, 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 no. I wish it were a few.
1: Many will grow
0: cold. So he says... Thou shalt have no other gods before me. So in order to do that, give your heart to God. Heart completely. And God will test you. Whether you are whether absolutely serious about it. So don't worry about education and prospering in the world. Forget about that. I am telling you as a person who has seen academia, has seen brilliance. I am looking at all, all the brilliance, brilliance, brilliant people in this world. They do not have solutions to the problems that are coming. They do not have solutions. They can be they can be Nobel laureates in, in, in what, whatever field, but they do not have problems because many, many of the problems in this, in the world are spiritual and not, not psychological or even material or physical. They don't have solutions. What will they do? They will also lock down. Triple IT with all their incredible genius engineers, they lock them, themselves down. Don't come, don't come, don't come. What has happened? Your own science and technology has failed you. You know why? Because your science and technology has become your God. Mm -hmm. It's a fact. Let me tell you. What percentage of the professors do you think are hardcore, sold out believers? Tell me. Tell me. You all want to become, what is your qualification? Uh, this one, what is your, uh, what is your, uh, uh, career? What do you, what do you do for your living? I am a professor from MIT. Anangane, what will you say? Vijay. you are a professor from MIT? You left everything that, all of that and you followed God? Or you are a great man. Even in that also you have glory. Oh, MIT professor, you know, he's accomplished so much. And now he's following Jesus already. Useless. All that. You know, it's dung, d-u-n-g, because it will not solve one problem, which is spiritual. Not one problem. Because a natural man cannot understand the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. With all his PhDs and h of course, he can only throw acid on you. not give you solutions to your problems they had astrologers they had soothsayers they had all the wise men the chaldeans had the wise men please can you tell me the dream and its interpretation sorry sir we can't we are updated but we can't we are soothsayers 2.0 because 2.1.0 uh, soothsayers when the pharaoh had to give him the dream they asked him the interpretation right remember the soothsayers now that time oh we got the dream but we do not know the interpretation So Joseph came, when the dream was told, the interpretation was told. Now, what should we do now? Next time this problem comes, what should we do? Okay, we'll do one thing. We'll have big data. What is big data? We will ask everybody to tell them their dreams. So we will have a database of all dreams, and we will write and match, what is what, artificial intelligence, machine learning algorithm, which will get certification from IIIT, Hyderabad. And statistically, we will say, this should be the interpretation of your dream. So, Upgrade 2.0, Sucha will come. Nebukandha sir, please tell us your dream. We have database, one program is there. And then we will give you interpretation. He is smarter, he is 3.0. <laughs> tell me the dream and give me interpretation. Then I know that your PhD is valid. Macha. This is called spanner among the works. <laughs> right? Upgrade, they have become upgrades now. I know you fellows, data science fellows. What is that? No, we have some big, big problems. I mean, when I read all those the terminologies, the, the terminologies will get fewer 105, huh? Terminologies themselves are so complex. Hmm. I saw something in the morning, I forget that name, which is like the, 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 the technology which actually, uh, which strengthens Bitcoin or something, no? Which, what is that called? What is that? Something? Huh? Blockchain! Thank you. <laughs> Samir, you are upgrade. <laughs> 4.0. <0. laughs> Fantastic! Blockchain! In the morning I was looking at it. Blockchain! 4.0? Blockchain? No, what is it? Learn blockchain, by 2023, the salary will be 40 lakhs per annum for every blockchain engineer. Projected salary. Mm -hmm.
1: But can you solve one problem? Covid
0: came, did you solve? Famine has come, did you solve? Earthquake has come, did you solve? People are going crazy, crazy and mad, did you solve? People are committing suicide, did you solve? No, 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 sir, sir, sir. Sir, no, no, we don't know those problems, sir. We can only handle the problems which are mathematical and algorithmical. I'm telling you something. You want to have a revelation of man and you want to have a revelation of God? There's only one source, my dear brothers. It is the word of God and the spirit of God and the person of Jesus Christ. Nothing else. You cannot understand yourself apart from the word of God. You cannot understand yourself unless you understand God. And both comes through revelation and not through anything else. Understand this. Love of many has grown cold. You know why? Has your love grown cold? That's what he told the Ephesians church. Because you forgot your first love. I remember the love of your youth and the love of your espousals. Israel was holiness to me. When you followed me hard in the wilderness. What iniquity did your, did your children find in me that you went after other gods and you made yourself prostitute after other gods? What did you find in me? That's a heart of, heart cry of God even today. Even today, Jesus is saying the same thing. The love of many will grow cold. Understand this. Do you love God? Men, do you love God? Do you love God, men? If I were to ask you this question, is your heart burning for God? Women, do you love God? Is your heart burning for God? I think it's easy for women to love God. Because I know, because most of the time when you go to churches, it's women. women, even in our church. It's, it's, it's very interesting. The more women are here than men. Mm-hmm. Do you love God? So first thing he says, instructions to you. Guard your heart so that nothing will steal that love. You know why? Because the spirit that God has given into you, in you is is yearning jealously, and He will not share you with anybody else. He wants you completely, because the Lord your God is a jealous God, and He will visit the iniquity of the fathers unto the third and fourth generation to all those who hate Him. But His blessing will be upon those who love Him. But how can you command love? It has to come. God has to give that love. Therefore, therefore He says. Even till date it says in Deuteronomy chapter 30. Even till date the Lord did not give you a heart to love him. But the Lord himself will circumcise your heart. So that you will love him with all of your heart. And the heart of your children. And you say Lord circumcise my heart Lord. Take away that everything which is blocking you. Which is causing my consecration to be compromised. Mm-hmm. Understand this. Jeremiah chapter 6 goes on. And these words which I command. You. Yeah, I think yes you should. Children. All the children except John Raman.
1: <laughs> Quick.
0: So it says, Deuteronomy <clears throat> chapter six, verse six, and these words which I command you today, what should it be? It should be in your heart. Command whom? Not the father to the children, to the parents. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You see, this is essentially what the lover, what lovers do. All the time they're thinking what they lover, right? You do not know. All the time he's like completely occupied by the person whom you love. And his work. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and upon your gates. mm mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say, so the, the instruction is whom? Clearly, to the to the who, to the parents. In other words, it's impossible for you to teach your children unless and until you come, you yourself come under the authority of God's word. Mm-hmm. Let's see one example. <clears throat> Judges chapter thirteen. Now there was a certain man Zora, or from Zora, his name is Manoha, by the way, of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. And his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now look at this, you know, when you look, look look at this entire passage, whom does it start with? Excuse me? Yeah, the man. Yeah. And whom does the Lord, uh, angel of the Lord visit and uh, talk to? To the woman. Where is the man? Missing conspicuous in his absence. I mean, it's very interesting. And she says, indeed, um, the angel of the Lord comes and tells tells Manoa's wife, we do not know the name of Manoa's wife, by the way. Manoa Dampatulu in Telugu. Hmm? (coughs) Then it goes on. (coughs) Now therefore, please be careful. The instructions to the woman. Not to drink wine Or similar drink. I like that. (laughs) Anything which resembles wine. Meaning, be very careful what you consume. You want to birth a generation which will be absolutely on fire for God. Ensure that you yourself are not compromised with pleasure. Why? For behold, you shall conceive. You are barren, but you shall conceive and bear a son. And no razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. So, when does instruction start? When does instruction start? Much, 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 much before you actually have conceived. Okay. Okay. For example, let us say, Sam will get married, let's say, in one, one year's time. I'm just giving an example, okay. Because he's looking at me intently, so. <laughs> I'm not prophesying Sam, but I'm saying, just, just imagine. Okay, next year he's gonna get married. He's gonna become a husband. And one prophet has come and spoken into his life, you shall be married next year. By this time next year, you'll have a wife. Okay, <clears throat> by this time next year, you'll have a wife. Before he has a wife, what did God say? You'll become a. You'll become a husband. So, what should he ask immediately? What am I supposed to do? No, no that is very settled. I, mean, you, can, I, I mean, you didn't come and come, come and tell me like Jeremiah, Jeremiah, you shall not have a wife. So, I don't have to worry as to what how what how I should be have like a husband. But definitely, you are going to have a wife next year by this time. So, what should you do immediately? How should I be a godly husband? Much before you get married, God has given you already the instruction so that you are prepared by the time you are married. You yes, understand? The problem is, many of us are not prepared like that actually. We just got married, then we learn. Oh, no, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. No, no, no. Experientially, no, no, no. They, they're instructions. Imagine this. This is something very, very, very important. Much before God could actually make give you a son, he's, she's instructing you as to how to raise a son. He's preparing you. That is the reason that Paul tells Timothy, Timothy, do not... Do not despise the prophecies that have gone ahead of you by the laying on of my hands and the hands of the eldership. I have already told you what you are going to become. So what should you be now? You should be in the school of preparation so that one day when that call comes into your life, you are ready. But but we do that, right? I, I, I was talking to somebody the other day. He said, Pastor, sometimes, you know, the Bible in KJV is, uh, and the Telugu Bible is so difficult to read. Sometimes I don't understand anything. I said, brother, I I find it very strange. Uh, Do you understand Python language? He says, no, but you spent so much of money for learning Python language. You went to classes, you burned the midnight oil. You did everything in your capacity to get a certification from IIT Delhi so that you are a trained Python programmer. I find it very strange, brother, that a very difficult computer language you could learn. But Telukul Bible, sorry, sir, I'm very difficult, sir, I don't know, sir. What is this? What is this? What kind of a logic is this? And he started laughing. He got the point. <laughs> No, 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 the Bible is uh, this complicated language, uh, very difficult. Let us make it very simple and natural. No, not LNLT, you know. Uh, new Living Translation, Nearly Inspired Version, sorry, NIV, um, uh, and then NIV, UK, NK. Oh, no, we have to make it simple and palpable. But the Python language, MATLAB, C programming, C++, Java, Bava, everything, you, you went and uh, learned in uh, AmirPet, you spent so much of money and got a certification, right? No problem with that. No problem with that.
1: Before you were uh,
0: a software engineer, you were prepared. So that one day, the call of the software engineer will come into your life. But you are not prepared with all these things. What is this? I mean, come and think, think, think about it, no? Think about it. How we invest ourselves in temporal things. That is the reason why we are not ready for eternity. My dear brothers, don't say Maranatha, Lord come. You are not prepared. So much before you become a mother, the instruction has already come to you. What are you going to do about it? And he shall begin to deliver Israel. So this person who is gonna be a Nazareth from your mother's womb, so in order to make him a Nazareth from mother's womb, you be careful. You be careful, you don't drink strong wine, you don't go to I max. Be very careful what you watch, watch, watch on YouTube. You be very careful as to what you watch on what on internet. Be very, very careful. Be careful and say, Lord, consecrate my heart, circumcise my heart so that I will not become a stumbling block to my children. Right from the beginning. So that I'll not become a stumbling block to them. Prepare yourself. You know, we, we come from marriage counseling just two, three days before the marriage. Pastor, Pastor, please, please give me marriage counseling. What are we doing all these days? When you know,
1: preparing yourself, fasting and praying. Think about it now. See, it starts there. You now,
0: no razor shall come upon his head. Meaning, what he shall have the the, the symbol of consecration on his head. Meaning, when people look at him. A oh, no, lot of people say you "No know, everybody is Christian. And what is the difference between that Christian and this Christian? One man of God got a very interesting answer uh, what which uh, which uh, religion do you belong to? He said, "I am actually Hindu. Uh, all Hindus are the same. no. What is the difference between that a fellow and you? Oh, that guy is consecrated. I am also like that. That is the reason why I will not do what all other Christians are doing no I will not do. The consecration is only for 30 days. Then Ayyappa is gone. Sarana Ayyappa is gone. Everything is normal. He will say swami, swami, swami. After that he will say something else also. Yeah? It's consecration. I mean, see, I mean, that is the reason why when you walk, when they people look at you. When they people, like this Shunamite woman looks at Elisha and he says, I perceive this this is a man of God. Something different about him. Mm -hmm. You therefore. so Parents have to be very careful. All of us. I have to be very careful as to what I allow in my home. Mm -hmm. And no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God. From the womb. And he shall begin to deliver the children of Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So you want to do that? You want to birth a deliverer? You want to deliver a deliverer? (laughs) Be very careful before you even conceive what you should do. Then, so the woman came and told her husband, and a man of God said all these things to me. So who who was not there? Manoha is not there. The problem with Manoha, he will pray but he's not there. Next, look, at, look at what, what happens with Manoah again. Then Manoha prayed to the Lord and said, Oh my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. And the Lord listened to the voice of Manoah. Did he listen? Did he answer his prayer? But where are you? Not there. That's a problem. That is the reason that the faith without works is one. Prayer without answer to, I mean, without hoping that you will get an answer to your prayer is dead. It's all words only. It's like, you know, uh, they were praying for Peter, and Peter's there right outside the, outside the door, and they don't believe it. They said, shut up. You might have seen a ghost. Instructions. Now let your works come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and work? Look at this, I love this. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? Instructions are given, very clearly. So how do you do this? How do you follow up on these instructions? You become a man who has a rule of life. You become a man who works. The problem is, many men don't have a rule of life. Nor do they have work. Understand? Acts chapter 7, verse 20. At this time Moses was born, at the time uh, Moses was born, and was well-pleasing to God, and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. Look at this, I like that. He was well-pleasing to God, right? Look at how Hebrews actually, actually uh, 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 marks this particular episode. Hebrews chapter 11, and verse 23. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because that they saw that he was a beautiful child to whose eyes? God's eyes. Beloved of God. And they were not afraid of the king's command. And what did they do to, do to, do to the boy? They hid him, instructed him, passed on their faith to them. And because of that, you know what happens? Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24, by faith Moses when he became of age refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Why did he do that? Because he was taught. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with God's people. Why did he do that? Because he was taught. He refused the pleasures. Why did he, why did he do that? Because he was taught. Why did he esteem the reproach of Christ greater than, riches than the treasures of Egypt? Because he was taught. Right from his childhood. And therefore nothing entered into his head. That is the reason the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, train up a child, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he will not, what? In the word for train up, you know what the word for train up is? Make him an Enoch. That's what it means. Hanok. Consecrate. Dedicate. I was dropping Sister Anne the other day to her home. And I was taking a turn from our to, to her home, and I looked at the board uh, 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 a training institute. So you know what the name of the training institute is? Enoch. Dedicated to success. I said, boy. If anybody in the church knows the meaning of Enoch, consecrated to success. Right? Enoch. Old, he was not, he will not depart. So what do you do? That is the reason why we have dedications in our, in our church. Why? We are saying, Lord, everything in our capacity will do to honor you, to honor your word, to honor your people, to honor your servants, to honor your church. Our life will be centered around the church and nothing else is important for us. That's the commitment we give. See, ultimately they will make their choices. But we will be called to account for the choices that are in our hands, not in their hands. Understand? 1st Samuel chapter 1. Then she made a vow. Who? Hannah. What a challenge. What a challenge. Oh, Lord of hosts. Yehovah Shabbat. If you will indeed look on the affliction of your maid servant and remember me, and not forget your maid servant, but will give your maid servant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor will touch his heart. touch his head. Meaning, in what? Nothing of this world will touch his mind. I will ensure that I will guard my child so nothing of this world, through me or through any other source, with my knowledge, will creep in to the mind of my child. I'll do everything in my capacity to love him. To protect his mind, to guard his heart from the influences of this world, mm-hmm. because they are after your child, they're after our generation, my dear brothers. They're after you. See, you, let me see. I'm telling you how it was in our days when we were in college, and how it is now. Loyola College. I was a product of Loyola College, Junior College. I should, you should see the discipline in Loyola College those days.
1: Now what has happened to Loyola College? It's a discipline.
0: It was, to get into Loyola College, those years, we had only two big colleges, those days. Little Flat Junior College and Loyola College. Loyola Academy. LFJC and LC. LA. LAC, whatever. Unbelievable, now. What we were, I mean, how the women were during our times. Honestly, my, during my times, my batchmates, they were so conservative. When you should see the girls in our class, so respectful. My batch. Engineering college.
1: Very respectful. Very honorable. They just don't throw themselves on anybody.
0: You should see now. I mean, I was in eight years in triple Eight years, every generation, every year, the skirts got shorter and the and the t-shirt got tighter. Sad, but it's reality. Problem is, it's not to the world. The problem is, if that comes into the church. Think about it, no? Nobody talks about gay imam. Gay pujari. But gay pastor, everybody is... After gay pastor, what is this? Why are you not accepting? Why? Do you see the demonic, satanic agenda? It's always against the truth. Hmm? So protect. Problem is in the home. I mean, I'm telling myself, boys, It's there in my own life. There are so many things I have to straighten out, even as the Lord shows me the priorities, the time that I spend with the children. Because we men have this strange thing—we are in our own world, algorithmic world—and we want them to come into our world. It is not going to happen. It is not going to happen, especially if they're girls. What will you teach them? Girls will become girls. They will ultimately, they'll see, I mean, what is the silly toys around? But toys are out there, we can't help it. In my home, we never had any toy. In my home, full of toys. Dolls, what I mean by soft toys. In my home, no soft toys, nothing when I was growing up. In my home, this home is full of soft toys. And they dress up the soft toy. And they call him Faith. The one, one girl's name is Faith. And one girl's name is something else. Very strange, huh? So you you see, we have, and it it's incumbent upon me ultimately if I do not model a life before them. If even in my own church, if the young girls who are in my own church, my small girls who are growing up, and they look at Pastor Vijay, they should say, "I should have a husband like Pastor Vijay, or Pastor James." That should be the goal. I and mean, that is something we should really think about. No, I should have my husband like my father, godly man, like my father. What a challenge it is, otherwise, they will choose what we show in the home, because look at the instructions given to Joseph about the very Son of God I mean, and this is instructive, Matthew chapter two verse thirteen now when behold they departed okay when when they departed behold the angel of the lord appeared to joseph in a dream saying arise take the young child and his mother flee to egypt and stay there until i bring you a word for herod will seek the young to kill to the young child to destroy him so what is it now this man joseph has to guard the very son of god with all his life incredible responsibility handed over so in order to Do that. Where should he be? Where should he be? Next verse. And But when he heard Archelaus was reigning over Judea instead of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being what? Warned by God. You know what? Where he is? Sorry, Joseph is in a place of warning. A place of warning where he can receive warnings from God. That is the reason why it says about Noah. Noah being divinely what? Warned of God. Of things not yet seen. And then you should say what? Love your law, Lord. I love your word. I love your instruction. I want to understand. I want to meditate. I want to understand your ways. I want to know your paths. Start doing that. Look at what it says in Psalm 119. Verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. And what is it? Because I love your law. What is it now? It is my... Meditation when all the day, Go to the back of the mind it is there. It is occupying one place in your mind, a compartment in your mind. It is. You're just thinking about it, and everything you look at will make sense from the from the thought that is going on in your mind. Look at what it says. Same chapter, uh, uh, Psalm 119, verse 47. I delight in your commandments because I love them. Do you love the commandments of God? Commandments of God? Do you love, do you, can you love commandments? Give me a commandment to love. Commandment, you say, more? No, he loves him. Look at another thing, you know? Pastor was talking about worship and posture. This is the posture when you come to read your, to listen to the word tomorrow. Okay? With, when you come to listen to the word tomorrow, tomorrow morning, ask God to give you this posture. Look at this, next verse, verse 48. I lift up my hands to your commandments, which I love, and I meditate on your statutes, Lord, when I'm coming to you, it's an act of worship, my dear brothers and sisters, when you come to the listening to the word of God, it is an act of worship, and the preacher is a worship leader. Do you understand that? He's just not singing in songs, and leading in worship, in song. He's instructing you, the very oracles of God. So posture with which you come, will determine how much you get from the teaching of God tomorrow. You know why? Look at what it says in verse 96. I love this. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. I have seen a limit to all perfection. What is that? I have seen a limit to all perfection, but your commandment, O Lord. (laughs) ha, It is exceedingly broad. Exceedingly broad. I love it. So don't waste your time. Give every waking moment of your life free time, especially. All of us have free time. How many of you have free time? Okay. In the free time, do you have the urge to read the word? Or to watch YouTube? That is the question, Nana. When you have the free time. Seven times in a day. Psalm 119 verse 164. It's not there. Don't have to turn there. It's very easy to remember. Nine plus two, eleven. One plus six plus four, eleven. Psalm 119 verse 164. Okay. That's how I remember. Hmm? <laughs> Pattern recognition and artificial intelligence. Okay. Somewhere it has to come. <laughs> Yesterday Pastor was talking, I will not give my uh, uh, glory to another image. What is the chapter? Isaiah 48 verse 8. 4 times 2? 8. 4 plus 2? 6. So it is not 8, so not 6 but 8. So that's how I remember. Okay? Easy. <laughs> 7 times a day I praise you. Because you're righteous judgment. 7 times a day! And you see, you should see Psalm 119. Every verse is glorifying God's word. It's actually worship of the word. Mm-hmm. someone how do i have how do I get time? How do I make time? Very simple, do not walk in the council of ungodly, don't stand in the path of sinners, don't sit in the seat of the scornful. three things you don't do, Bah, you will have a lot of time, but what do we don't do? The very things you are not supposed to do we do <laughs> the do nots and the dos. You waste your time in senseless things. And you say, no time brother, very very busy schedule. No more busy than God himself. You'll be busy all the way in hell. What are you doing in hell? Very busy. With what? I don't know. Busy. I was busy in on earth, now busy in hell. It'll be an infinite busyness. Busyness for all eternity. <laughs> Can you imagine the, how, how tired you'll become at the end of eternity if there is? <laughs> Unbelievable. You see that? Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. Let the word of Christ, how? Dwell in you, how? Parsimoniously, no? Richly. So how do you do that? Teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In Telugu it's very tricky. Atma sambandha mayena Kya baath hai? Pajjalu meek. What do you sing now is not Pajjalu. It is not Telugu, it is Tegulu. If, if you know what, it, what I mean. Telugu Tegulu. Uncle, uncle, Telugu is so difficult, uncle. What am I, what are you going to do? Reading Sanskrit, uncle. Bah! <laughs> what
1: irony? Okay.
0: Spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts. That is the reason why all rich songs, which songs which have the word, hymns which are the word hymns it's good to grow in hymns okay I'm not making a law okay I love hymns just because I love hymns not saying that you should love too but if I can just pass on that love it's great okay I've done my work okay it's incredible why I learned a new hymn I'm going to teach the children next time what a hymn it was just amazing just those those instructions are fantastic no richly dwell in you Hmm? 2nd Thessalonians chapter 2 the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the word, the love of the truth you see again the way you love the word of God determines how you actually um, face the last days when lawlessness will abound to guard your heart from becoming cold the last one this is very important I'm going to end with this, okay? Deuteronomy chapter 6. What if I fail? What if I stumble? What if I fall? What if I make a, fool's a fool of myself? Okay, this is what you have to do. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 20. When your son asks you in the time to come, son or daughter, okay? By the way, in in, in the Hebrew, when he says son, it's like, you know, uh, calling beta. Beta in, are you beta? Beta, when I say beta, it's both both girl and boy. Okay, the home, okay? Beta. Beta, okay? Beta, you say beti also. Okay, beti Okay, beta. When your son asks in time to come, saying, what is the meaning of these testimonies and statutes and your judgments with the Lord as God has, which the which Lord, our God has commanded you? Then you give them an honest testimony about your life. What is your life? You know son, I was a slave to Pharaoh. I was a slave to sin. I could not save myself my son. I was absolutely sold to sin. Sold to the pleasures of this world sold to the rudimentary elements of this world you know what son the Lord came to me and he rescued me from a lifestyle of sin how can I not stop loving him how can I stop loving him now the same God who rescued me also will rescue you not only from the penalty of your sin from the power of your sin as well and from the power of Pharaoh be honest so you know one of the things that you can do to your children when you fail be honest. One thing they should be able to tell. My father, with all his mistakes and his shortcomings, one thing I know. He loves God and he is an honest man. He doesn't pretend he, what he doesn't feign. What is in his home, he's outside. Same thing. Understand that? That is the reason why you know what Paul says, Paul is like that, no? I first first Timothy chapter one, verse twelve. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. He counted it's like you know, he counted me, 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 faithful. Can you imagine? Me? And look at what look at what he says, verse 13. Although I was formerly, formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, an insolent man. Insolent means angry man. Hmm? But I obtained mercy. Because I did it ignorantly, in unbelief. You know what he's saying? I was ignoramus. I was the one who was instructed in the school of Gamaliel, a top scholar in both Hebrew and in Greek. But I was ignorant. I was a fool before I knew God. Honest. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ was exceedingly abundant with faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. And then what should you do? Deuteronomy chapter 6. And the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes. You know why? He did not save us because we kept our commands. He did not save us because we were obedient. He did not save us because we were powerful. He did not save us because we were the majority in all the countries. No, 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 no. He did not save us because of our righteousness. We were slaves to sin, son. And he saved us by the blood of the lamb. He chose us for himself. And he called us to be his royal priesthood. And he gave us statutes and judgments and commands. What a God we have. And therefore, you have a testimony before your children. When you study the word, when you read the word, when you meditate upon the word, and when you make the word the center of your life, the church the center of your life, and every decision is based upon the word, you know what will happen? Children will see it. They will have an instruction. They will have a pattern to follow. Why? The problem is not outside. It is within. The kingdom of God is does not come with what? With observation. The kingdom of God is within you. And righteousness Peace and join the Holy Holy Ghost. Where in the house that is the kingdom of God. And if you do that, you know what? It's, it'll, it's going to be the the like the days of heaven on earth. It says in your book of Deuteronomy. So this morning, how is your home? <laughs> how is your home? What is your response to instruction? How do you respond to instruction? Do you get offended? Yesterday, like Pastor said, not become, getting offended is a choice. Do you do you keep take that to heart? The word of God comes to only those who fear. Do you fear God? Do you honor His word? Do you honor His servants? You know why? Because God hides Himself in the servants. Understand this: God hides Himself in His servants. That, that is the reason why the Bible says, "If you—if they honored you, they honor Me. If they rejected your word, they rejected Me." That's the reason why He tells Samuel, 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 don't be don't be concerned about the their request. They did not reject you; they rejected Me because I hid myself in you, and they could not see the glory of God concealed in the servants. Do not not stop honoring the servants of god you know what will happen you will have a pattern in your home in your home and your home will be a slice of heaven may the lord grant us the grace to pursuit us we may all be coming short in many many areas but you know what this is the standards of god and god gives us the grace to follow those standards so that one day we will be prepared for his coming and we will raise up a generation if ours is not a generation who will see the coming of the Lord, we will raise up a generation who are ready, instructed to be the disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you for this day. The problem we accept, even though our pastor told us so many times, it has to come home to us, it has to come home to me, O oh Lord. The issues in my life are not issues outside. They are issues within. In my life and in my home. It's a little leaven which looks so innocuous and insignificant. But I pray, Father, you would grant us a grace to build a home which is godly. Not just a house which has got pillars and a foundation but a home. Foundation just like Abraham who's looking for that home, whose builder and maker is God. Build a home, O Lord. Enable us to cooperate with you with your spirit to build a home where your presence will always be there so that we can train up and raise up a generation which will overcome in these last days so that and I pray that you would bless us all. We thank you, Father. We praise you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. For in Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you all. See you all for the Q&A in
1: the evening.